morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 17 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Schulz, and I'm going to toss it over here to my co-host on my left, the greatest graphic designer this world has ever seen, Nick Manella. <laughs> Thanks, man. I don't know if I'm the greatest, but I do appreciate it. You're absolutely killing it. Yeah. Pretty much putting the team on your back lately. So before we even get started, we have a very big announcement that we both want to you know, get you guys up to date with. Nick, since you did a majority of work for this and actually all of the work for this, <laughs> shout out to him. Uh, I'm going to let you take it away here. So we have merchandise. Uh, that's pretty cool to it's say. It's kind of cool to say. Yeah. You got to say merch though to make it yeah, sound like it, we're real It's merch. You got to go cop our merch. Um, yeah. I think like the idea for this started when we wore those hoodies that we had specially made to our tailgate that we did. And a bunch of people were saying, you know, that looks really cool. You know, can you guys like get us one or can you get me one? And I don't really think we were like there yet, but right. after doing some research, we found out how we could sort of put this together. And now we have our own site on Teespring. Yeah. Um, so all the merch, like Harrison said, was designed by us. So it's all original stuff, which is nice. Um, you know, we didn't rip off anyone uh, or get inspirations from anywhere. It's all stuff that we created. It's not you're not going to get like Under Armour and Nike hoodies, right? Like it's not like a seventy dollar no, but they're but, like but they're nice. They're decent t-shirts, decent yeah. hoodies. Um, apparently the hoodies are like really nice. Yeah, I um, well no the the EB ones we had for the tailgate are nice. Yeah. And I just copped the uh, empty better empty better nation one. So. Yeah, that's a cool one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely go check that out. Uh, you can find it either by going to the link in our Instagram bio or by going to teespring.com/store/empty-betters. Uh, check it out. Support us. We do make some profit off of selling some merch. So helps grow the, the pod. More, yeah. The more stuff you guys buy, the more cool shit we can go do. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so now that we got that out of the way and we are very excited about that and I can't thank Nick enough for his efforts on that, uh, big interview today, big one, most, probably the most anticipated one I have seen among our fan base. Uh, we have the Finn twins, Yeah, Jack and Mike Finn were nice enough to join us about two weeks ago. Uh, we're recording this right now on Monday, January 13th. And they came about two Saturdays ago when they were in town for the holidays. Uh, absolutely hilarious. You guys are really going to enjoy this one. Uh, you know, you, you definitely don't want to fast forward through any of this because this is the one where you're probably going to either crash your car or piss your pants yeah. laughing so hard. This was, I mean, this was so much fun to sit down and be a part of. And just, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's cool like when you can get two guys interviewed at the same time. Yeah. But then it's cooler because they're brothers, and then they're twins, and they've played with and you know against each other in every yeah. sport throughout their entire lives, and the back and forth is just incredible. Yeah, I, the chemistry is unbelievable. Yeah. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy that. That'll be coming to you in a little bit. We're going to get you caught up around the league before we do that. But before we even touch hockey, I am depressed. Yeah, I think this you know I said this to you in the elevator on the way up here was probably the worst sports weekend of my life. So do share. So I went to the Caps-Devils game on Saturday night. Ooh, God, yeah. that did not go as planned. No. One, Jack Hughes was injured, so I was pissed I didn't get to see him play. Yeah. Um, and then the Caps just absolutely got... Shit pumped. Dicked up the ass. <laughs> 5-1 against the Devils, which is really embarrassing. They played like shit. I said to my dad while we were there that that was the worst game I'd ever seen them play live. Yeah. Um, so that sucked. Uh, then the Ravens lost, obviously, to the Titans. That was tough to swallow. And then Sunday, Sparty was on the road at Purdue, which, you know, for those of you who aren't college basketball fans, that's a tough game. But Sparty was ranked eighth in the nation at the time. Purdue hadn't been ranked yet. 
and they got curb stomped 71 to 42. So yikes. tough losses all the way around. Uh, some definitely shouldn't have happened, but you know, what can you do? Yeah. I mean, I just, I can't get over that. The Ravens lost, uh, <laughs> I'm still kind of in a, I'm hoping I wake up from this nightmare because I don't yeah. think it's real yet. Yeah. I, I had vivid dreams of Lamar just hoisting the Lombardi and it's like coming back home and doing like going to the harbor and like doing a fan meetup and you're gonna like touch the MVP trophy on your right hand and the Lombardi on your left. Wow! So you already, yeah, I mean, you oh, saw I the was, light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, I was so in. Yeah, wow. I was already there. <laughs> yeah, but it it just sucks. Uh, you know, that's kind of the the beauty and the and the worst part of sports is nothing's guaranteed. And when you're the favorite team, you know that sucks. And when you're underdogs, you know it's awesome. Exactly. So, um, shout out to the Titans, though. They really did play a good game. They did. They've taken down two big teams so far, and it'll be interesting to see if they can get another one next week. Am I bad for wanting them to beat the Chiefs? No, I, I think just you should. Don't. Yeah. I, I I don't like all this Mahomes hype. No. Yeah. Keep I it mean, with, keep it with my boy. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point they it would be exciting to watch them win and yeah. in a way that can kind of help you justify losing, losing to them. them a I always bit think more. that. Yeah. yeah. So, but that was tough. Like yeah. if they make it to the Super Bowl by beating the Pats, Ravens and chiefs, that's gotta be one of the toughest roads oh, ever. That's, that might be better than Flacco's run when he beat Manning, Luck, Brady. Yeah. Cap. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, yeah, I mean, it sucks. Depression stinks. Sports stink. <laughs> Football's horrible. You this love is why them and you hate them. This is why I run a hockey podcast. So right. yeah, uh, that pretty much concluded my weekend. Um, but anyways, we're gonna get moving on to the league of puck. Uh, the Devils have not only just spanked the Caps right in front of Nick's face; they also fired their GM Ray Shiro, former GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. So I wanted to get your thoughts on this one. Like, obviously, we know they fired. Hines right a little while ago so you know the coaching carousel continues and we'll get to that in a second but you know this guy yes uh you know what are your thoughts on this situation um I think Ray is an extremely aggressive GM he probably does things a little too quick trigger sometimes I would say um he's not scared to pull the trigger and you know neither is Jim Rutherford is the general manager now I think that's kind of the penguin style but not to get off topic um I really think the expectations prior to the season kind of was the reason this happened. And I don't know if it's because the media hyped them up or the Devils hyped themselves up, but neither I mean, you nor me thought they would be in this position right now. No, we said they were a playoff team. Yeah, and so. we are in. We just started the month of January, and they've since be a bottom-five team in the league, got rid of their head coach, got rid of their general manager, and got rid of their star player Yeah, all in four months. So yeah. I would say that... This was more of a decision based on, hey, we don't give a fuck like whether you're trying to rebuild the team or not. We thought we were going to be here, and we're here, and this is what's got to happen. Yeah. And I was hearing that ownership, uh, and this was just speculation on Twitter from some Devils insiders that I you know, follow for uh, the EB page, but there was some questioning amongst ownership when he traded away Hall. Okay. There was a little bit of... Eh, you know, maybe you should have waited a little bit. Or, yeah, yeah. One of those things, but... Hall wasn't going to resign. I don't think. No, so. definitely not. Um, I think this is. I mean, just, he might not even resign in Arizona. Let's no, see. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I think he will, but he yeah. might not. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a knee-jerk reaction, strictly just based on what the preseason expectations were. I mean, these guys were being called potential cup contenders, and they stink. Yeah. 
So, um, you know, I think that someone will take a chance on him again. Yeah, he'll definitely get another job. Yeah. I mean, if Shirelli can be a GM for as long as he was, this guy can. Right. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes from there. Uh, moving on with the coaching carousel, the Predators fired head coach Peter Laviolette. I was pretty shocked by this one. I, we talked about this last week, right? yeah. and I think it happened the day after, and I said, I don't think there's any way in hell that they're going to fire him midseason. You know, and I said, you know, I thought maybe in the second half or something, but, um, you know, I guess Poyle woke up and said, I'm done. Let's just, you know, move on. Uh, and then they hired former head coach of the Devils, John Hines, like yeah. not too long afterwards. So that it's right. just been wild with coaches this year. I'm a little – has it ever uh, – I'm a little surprised. I mean, you know, LaViolette, granted the team hasn't been playing great, but five and a half seasons in Nashville, won a President's Trophy, uh, took this team to the the Stanley Cup Finals, and made the playoffs every year. Uh, It's a little shocking to see this happen. I think he will get another job very quickly. Uh, where um, Where that will be, I don't know. Did he take the Flyers to the Cup Final against the Hawks? He did. So every I'm. I'm pretty sure every team that he's coached, he's taken to the cup final. I'm pretty sure it's just those two, right? I think so. Preds and Flyers. I can't think of another team where he's been the head coach. Yeah, I'd have to look, but I think it's just those two. Uh, he might have been. Who was the coach of the Canes in 06? I want to. It was. I don't think it was Laviolette. Uh, that's um, something we'll look at. But the Predators are three and one in the span since he was fired. Uh, you know, so that me betting the Predators is officially back. Oh, he was the head coach. In Carolina. 03 to 08. Yeah, so he won a cup there too. Wow. Yeah, so he's taken every team he's coached to the Stanley Cup. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, he's he's one of those coaches who he w- will make a difference, but he's so demanding. Yes. According to what I've heard from players. Uh, I'm acting like I know NHLers, <laughs> like I hear on Twitter. <laughs> from what guys have texted you about him? <laughs> yeah, I was, text- I was texting Mark Recchi last Where? night. He was telling me in 06 his practice was brutal. No, I wish. Um, but his voice gets, you know, kind of worn out. So Yeah. I think his tenure was up, but yeah, betting the Predators is officially back. Yeah. Uh, so I will be doing that a lot. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's, I don't really have anything more on that topic. Do you? Not really. It's um, a little surprising. Moving on, Jonathan Huberdeau became the franchise point leader for the Florida Panthers the other night. He did. He surpassed yeah. Ole Jokinen with his 420th career point. I can speak after going to Florida last weekend and watching the Cats versus Yotes. He is. He's nasty. Nasty. Yeah. So I wanted to actually touch on that experience a little bit. Uh, $50 for like seven rows behind the glass, behind the goalie. You go to D.C., it's 370 probably. If that. Yeah, Yeah. something wild like that. Uh, Great game. It's kind of weird with palm trees, you know, kind of going to the hockey game in general. It's kind of cool, though. Yeah, Yeah. people in T-shirts. I mean – I was a little surprised. The fans weren't as bad as I thought they would be. I mean, there was some fans around that had jerseys. You know, a lot of people just wore casual clothes. But there were fans with jerseys who genuinely knew what was going on. Um, so I, I feel was, like there's, like, fans like that in every market. It's just there's less of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Taylor Hall is incredible. Yeah, he's wicked. I Watching him live was – he had two goals that night. The Yotes won 5-2. I definitely grew an appreciation for him. Mike Hoffman shot. Holy shit. Oh, he's shit. wicked. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. But yeah, Huberto's hands. Barkoff didn't really do that much. I was a little yeah. disappointed about that. I feel like that's part of his game. It's but, just, you know, he's behind the scenes. He's so big yeah. that he can sort of, a, he's not as flashy. I mean, we know what his hands can look like, but. Yeah. And you know who honestly, like, really surprised me the most on the ice? Trocek. 
the Ice Girls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You want a good time? You want yeah. to go see what the NHL has to offer? Yeah. Go to a Panthers game. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Did you tape it up or down? <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to switch. The tape right. coming off. Yeah. Oh, the red bottoms and the red shirts. Whew. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, – that was the most impressive performance of the night, in my opinion. Nice. So, yeah, great experience. But uh, Huberto, franchise leader in points, and he's actually top 10 in the league in scoring right now. He's on a tear. Yeah. They I think good. that's actually one of the lower franchise point totals that was out there, too. 420? Yeah. Uh, and he got to it pretty quickly. I would probably say that is the lowest. I was thinking of any other. Columbus, maybe. I know it's Col- Rick, I know it's Rick Nash, yeah, but I was thinking Columbus, Minnesota, or something like that. But Minnie's got Miko Cuevu. Yeah, so, so he's, he's at, probably up there. Yeah, uh, yeah, it actually might. It probably is the lowest, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but speaking of wild nights, actually, we didn't even talk about wild nights. I just completely transitioned that randomly. Love it. Yeah, Go with it. The Wild Battle of Alberta. The Battle of Alberta is officially back. Dude, these teams fucking hate each other, everyone, man. Everyone hates the Flames. Oh, my God. So for those of you who didn't see, we reposted on our Instagram page the highlights of the Cassian slash Matthew Kachuk debacle. Uh, Throwdown more so. Seriously. So basically what happened is Kachuk was throwing... I think he threw, what, like five really solid hits on Cassian throughout the night? Yeah, and, I mean, let's be real. He was targeting him the whole game. I mean, those he are was. your two, you know, agitators. They're going to go at each other all night long. Now, I particularly didn't think that any of the hits were dirty. I just think they were unnecessary, which I yeah. think gets a bad rep nowadays for dirty. Basically, Cassian was below the offensive goal line, uh, you know, in the Flames, and every time he had the puck – and Kachuk was leaving his point man to come down and make a point of emphasis. Yes. I'm going to fuck you up on the half yes. wall. I'm yeah. going to come down to the corner and rail you. And just Scott Stevens you. And he did it five times, and yeah. the fans loved it. Oh, they went nuts. Yeah. I, so there have actually been uh, some reactions from former NHLers, some of which who have some pretty significant resumes. Uh, Timu Solani actually spoke about the issue. So basically, Scotty Upshaw sent out a tweet that said, from this angle, it's clear as day Matthew Kachuk has absolutely zero intention of making a hockey play. Again, for those of you who haven't played at any level other than Xbox, <laughs> our new NHL states, you must acknowledge there's a puck on the ice at some point. I had no idea most nights either. And to which Timu Solani said, and Cassian faces an NHL hearing for protecting himself from these two dangerous hits. George Peros is not right. Hmm. So, you know, two guys who and used Solani to play on the show. And Solani and Paris are boys, too. Yeah, they play yeah. on the Ducks together. So, a little surprising. Um, to be honest, man, I really didn't think any of the hits were dirty. I Like I said, they were unnecessary. I thought when Cassian ragdolled him, look, there's protecting yourself. Throw a punch at him in the face. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He ragdolled him. Yes. Face down on the ground and was wailing on him. Yeah. That's, where wanna, he, that's why he has a hearing. If you want to ask me, yeah. Cassian was the guy who's being a sissy. Yeah. And the post-game interview was electric. Yeah, oh, it was amazing. Actually, we're going to insert the clip right here for you guys. How did it feel to sort of play that physical style and continue to go at a guy like Zach Cassian and see his reaction, but it, one that you just were persistent with? Yeah. I mean, well, if he you know, doesn't want to get hit, then stay off the tracks. Um, you know, he's caught him three times there, so... I think he'd learn after the first one, but if he wants to react like that, we'll take the power play, we'll take the game winner, and we'll move on to first place. 
I mean, just I could listen to that all day. I mean, they. I can't wait until the next time these two teams play each other. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna disagree with you on the sense of the hits being clean. I thought the first one was high. A little high. It's up in the head area. You guys can go take a look at it. Let us know what you think. There was no discipline for that one. I know a lot of people spoke out and said, "Why is there a hearing for you know him being ragdolled?" But there wasn't a you know hearing for the high hit. Whatever you know. If that's how they're going to set the tone in the game, those guys are going to police it themselves, and yeah. this is what the end result is going to end up looking like. Yeah, I mean, I look, I understand the frustration where people are saying Kachuk doesn't answer the bell. He's a he's a rat. Let's be honest here. He like, is. Yeah, he's, he's not going to give him the satisfaction of fighting. No, he'll he'll drop him, but he's not going to drop him with Cassian. No, yeah. it, he enjoys pissing people off so much that he deliberately won't fight you, so that way you keep getting pissed. Yes, exactly. And, and if you heard. Uh, one of the Edmonton reporters asked Leon Dreisaitl after the the day after the game when they were, when they were doing morning skate. He said, "What would your reaction be if you and McDavid have to skate alongside of Matthew Kachuk in the All Star game?" And he yeah. said, "I will leave the ice." Wow, love it. It's back. Love it. I yeah. love that shit. So, and it's great because these two teams, like like you, it's called Battle of Alberta. They're in the same province. They're close to each other. The yeah. fans hate each other. This yeah. goes way back to like. Yeah. The Gretzky days, you mm-hmm. know, they've had some gnarly playoff series against each other, and I hope we get to see one of those this year. Yep, Matthew Kachuk is making hockey fun again. Yes. So thank you, sir. And speaking of hockey being fun again, the NHL has actually stepped up its game and announced that in this All-Star game, they will feature a 3v3 scrimmage of the best United States and Canadian female players. I can't wait for this. I'm actually going to watch the game now because of this. Yeah, I mean, I think you have a little more insight on this than I do. Um, do you have any other thoughts about how you th- Do you think this is actually going to work to help? I do. Uh, I think the women's game is at its all-time best. Mm-hmm. I think the talent is unbelievable. Uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to watch these girls play, they're incredible. Some of the best skaters I've ever seen, male or female, um, on both sides. And I, I think this is going to do great things for both the NHL and women's hockey. Yeah. I mean, I think last year in the skill, I think it was last year, Kendall Coyne, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I had no idea who Kendall Coyne was before that's uh, that right. all-star competition. Yeah. And then when she did the faster skate, fastest skater thing, I was like, Oh, and then she got a job at NBC, and then she was with Pierre Maguire watching him deep throat hot dogs. And yeah. Was like, okay. That was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they let a girl come on for uh, the fastest skater. She quickly became a, cow- Jesus. Quickly became a household name. Yeah, I think and this is had, only um, going to help that. Yeah, they had, like, other um, prominent female hockey players sort of, like, demo. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, we're going to do, like, the accuracy shooting. They get, like, I think they had Hillary Knight go out there and do that or something like that. But yep. um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be sick. Yeah, I am definitely excited for that. Uh, and in other news, TSN Instagram shared a stat about the highest goals allowed by goaltenders this season. Do you want to list who those two goalies are and how much they make? Yeah, so they had like a list of, it was like five of them, but it's the top two that stand out because one, they by far and away have allowed the most goals and they also are the two highest paid goaltenders in the NHL. So Bobrovsky is first with 102 and he makes 10 mil a year yikes and then price is second with 100 goals allowed and he makes 10 and a half a year yeah this is a this is this is gonna change the way that teams give goalie contracts it's insane man everyone thought that well actually this actually might work out better because if i'm holpy right yeah 
I'm like, hey, he makes ten and a half million, and he let in the second most goals in the league. What are yeah, you gonna pay me? Exactly. I originally, I guess, when I first said that out loud, I thought, oh, like no one's gonna want to pay a goalie that much, which they still might. They probably don't want to. Yeah. I don't know why you would, especially with this stat. Seriously. But from a goaltender's perspective, if you're the best in the game, right? If you're a yeah. Bennington or a Holpe or a Jari or whoever. You're saying to yourself, hey, I have the least amount of goals let in the league, and they make $10 million. What are you going to pay me? Yeah. Which way do you think that goes, honestly? I mean, you know, it could go both ways. It could end up with guys saying, like, I'm not giving you that contract, or we could get another Rick DiPietro situation where you get paid <laughs> for 20 years. Yeah. Well, I think the NHL really is starting to go to the two-goaltender system. I, I mean, agree. I think gone are the days where goalies are going to play – a number one goalie is going to play 60 to 65 games in an 82-game yes. season. Yeah. I, I think it's – I think that's pretty much done. Yeah. I would say the max you'll see going forward is probably 55 maybe. Okay. Around that. I could see that. But that's why I also think, you know, if you're the Caps and hope he's about to have his contract expire, I ain't paying anyone this much money. It's not happening. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, I'll get to that in my uh, State of the Union, but that's definitely something that's coming up a lot sooner than I think any of us want. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the top three spots in the Pacific Division and two wildcard spots are separated by a total of two points. This is insane. This is wild. Like, I was scrolling through the standings like earlier this week, and I was like, this is awesome. So Calgary is leading the Pacific with 55 points. Arizona's tied with them with 55. Vancouver's got 54. And Let's then the go. two wildcard spots, Vegas with 54 and Edmonton with 53. Vancouver, I love it. I love yeah. that they're coming up. It's awesome. Now, obviously, I'm a little biased, as I've stated in previous episodes. I'm, I, if I, if the Penguins are out, I root for Vegas. That's kind of what I do, right? Um, so obviously, I want to see them finish first. But this is wild, and I really hope Edmonton falls off the face of the earth because I think I, one, I want McDavid out of there. I want to actually see him like play on East Coast time. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. not that I want to play him right. for standings, <laughs> yeah. but I'd love to be able to watch him every night. And two, I love. Edmonton fans' tears. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny. They're wonderful. Um, yeah. I would like to see McDavid in the playoffs. It's the only reason I hope they stick around. Yeah, fair point. Um, I'd love to see Vancouver get back to the playoffs. Yes. I'd love to see all of these teams in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Vancouver's made a really strong push, as I know you'll mention here shortly, but they've made a yes. very strong push in the last, I'd say, month. Definitely. So that's something to keep an eye on going forward. Who do you think? Do you think all five teams make the playoffs? I I don't think Edmonton will. I think they're going to drop out and someone else will catch them. I'd like to say I think Arizona will, but, I mean, who knows? I mean, this is so crazy because, yeah, I think Vancouver will do it if they can continue what they're doing now. Um, And I said that at the division preview that I thought they could make it in as a wild card team. Uh, This is crazy because if Edmonton wins a game and, you know, Calgary and Arizona and Vancouver don't, Edmonton's now tied with the division lead. So a lot can happen this week. So that's definitely something to keep your eyes on. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on to injuries, we had a ton last week, not a whole lot this week, but it's two pretty prominent names. Uh, The Leafs. This one's not going to be fun to hear. Morgan Riley is out eight weeks with a fractured foot. That is... That is worse than losing Tavares or Matthews, honestly. It, I, in a way, I, I agree. Um, that's your, you know, that's your boy on the back end. The three most important players on a hockey team are your number one center, your number one D, and your number one goalie. Could not agree more. And you can argue who's the most important out of all those, but I can tell you, your number one defenseman's logging the most ice time for sure. And Riley's a twenty-five to thirty minute a game guy. I yeah. mean, this is huge for them. PK, power play, even strength, yes. playing against top pairs, you know, distributing the puck to the top players, 
this is going to really hurt them. And they've Definitely. been hot lately, so I we'll know. see how they react. And, uh, I mean, eight weeks. Yeah. That's a while. Speaking, so. of, speaking of eight weeks, who else you got? Uh, Logan Couture is out six weeks with a fractured ankle. So as if things in San Jose, you know, have been, <laughs> you know, just hot and cold and then cold and then colder and then hot again and then cold again. I mean, they are all over the place and this is not going to help that. That's your captain. That's your number one center. It's a gasoline tank. Yeah. Bad radio. I'm pouring gasoline. Is, I had a question that I wanted to ask you. Is this the, the nail in the coffin for them? Is, Go for laughing year. <laughs> is this the thing that sinks this team and keeps them out of the playoffs? But, you know, meanwhile, everyone's saying like, oh, but they're in the best spot to do what the Blues did last year. They're done. I think this is the nail in the coffin they're for them. Fucking yeah. They're, they're done. You know, it, they don't have, they don't have a goalie. They don't. <laughs> they don't have a goalie. They have two goalies and they still don't have one. Like, I it's, mean, I've said before, it's like taking my dog out for a walk on a cold morning. He poops. You watch the steam come off and the cold ground kind of just. <laughs> oh shit. The puck's behind me again. Yeah. Like, oh. Not picking it up with a bag. You just let right. it sit there. <laughs> Neighbor gets mad. Hand. So what? <laughs> it's just shit. But yeah. No, it's a good way done. to put it. It is shit. They're very done. Um, yeah. So I think there's a chance that they could come back and salvage a wild card spot, but nope. I don't I don't think so. Not a shot. Uh, moving on to who's hot. If the Sharks make the playoffs, I will have fans let me do dictate a punishment for me. Seriously. Okay. I, 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 I like what, that. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, within as long as I can keep my job and not go to jail, yeah, I'll yeah. do it. I might have to make a burner account for that one and submit <laughs> it. Um, so moving on from teams that suck to who's hot, uh, everyone – Brace for impact because Tampa Bay is here. And the storm is coming. They're no pun scary. Intended. Oh my God, they're scary. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, they're nine one and zero in their last ten. Prior to losing to the Devils the other night, they won ten straight, and they've just been throat fucking teams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, teams are gagging on them. Seriously, yeah. I mean, they're and, coming. And Braden Point looks incredible. Yeah, he's been incredible in that stretch. Uh, Hedman is back. Looks really healthy. He looks good. Uh, haven't seen too much of Stamkos or Kucherov, but I'm sure they're doing something. But those are the yeah. two names that I've seen in this, that ten game span. They're not as prominent as they were last year. Certainly not Kucherov with him. You know, having the same amount of points as his team did essentially. But yeah. I mean, this team. We've said this a thousand times. Second place in the Atlantic. Now. Like if they put it together, look just, up. Just it's a it's a fight for. This is exactly what I said was going to happen. Yes. They cakewalk the season and yep. then turn the switch. Here and then we go. Boom! Here we go. So you know, let's see. Everyone's talking about Boston, Washington, Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, Leafs. Who knows now? Yeah. This is coming. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, as we mentioned, Vancouver is in a playoff spot right now. They are second in, or third in the Pacific. Third yes. in the Pacific. Uh, they're eight two and zero in their last ten. They look great. Uh, always a fun. You know, team to watch. Great team put, to watch. Yeah, put money on. Um, so they're hot. St. Louis is hot, as they have been for most of the season. They're seven two and one in their last ten, and they are now in a three way tie for the league lead with sixty five points. It's them, Boston, and Washington. Who's in fourth? I don't know. I don't really care either. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> you know, a team who doesn't have their star player. We'll right. get into that in a little bit. Um, moving on, I only have one note for who's not hot. The Ducks suck. Um, we kind of knew that this was going to happen. They've shown flashes of being good and then not. They're three, six, and one in their last ten, and they've lost three in a row. I know Sam Steele's been hurt. I know that obviously they had some big departures in the off season. Silverberg's been in and out, but. Um, I feel like this is about what we expected from them. Guess how old Silverberg is? 
27. He's 30. Is he really? Or 29. One of the two. I think he turns 30 soon. Okay. I was shocked by that. Like if, you thought he was older or you thought he was younger? Sorry. He was in the Bobby Ryan trade, right? Was he? I don't, I I don't remember. Say, I want to say it. I was like, oh, he's like 24, 25, because you always think of him as this like young kind of upcoming prospect. He's like 29. Yeah. Or 30. Huh. You looked that up. He is 29. Yeah. Wow. Interesting, right? Yeah. He's kind of like a veteran now, and you always think of him as a younger guy. True. Uh, sorry to get off topic there, but I, no, I, you're good. I noticed that the other day. Yeah. Uh, I have two other teams that, for the who's not. The Montreal, the Canadiens, yeah, are number suck. one for Alexei Lafonniere, as they are horrible. Uh, they are 2-7-1 and one in their last 10. One of those goals came at the mercy of Ilya Kovalchuk, scoring his first goal in a Canadiens uniform in overtime to win the game. Uh, they're pretty much relying on him to... Carry the team at this point. I mean, it's which is sad. a terrible thought to think of, but yeah. it's it looks like it's them in Detroit in the tank race for laughing year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and which then my, I don't know if you saw Detroit in overtime the other night against Ottawa. They had they hit the, <laughs> they hit the post like seven times. Dude, which, in like thirty <laughs> seconds, they could have scored seven goals right. and they scored zero. And I feel like you could just see like their coach. I think Jeff Blaschel is yeah. probably in the dressing room. And he's like, okay, make it look like you're trying, but I really want this kid from the queue, so don't score. <laughs> Dude, they hit the outside of the net, the post, the crossbar, the goalie, a defenseman's foot. Oh, my God. It was For anyone hysterical. who didn't see that highlight, you go look it go up. Go look uh, it up. It's just so – I mean, it's that sums up the Red Wings season in a nutshell. I read – I saw like a meme. And it was like firing off you you up text at 2 a.m. It's just like <laughs> miss, 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 miss. Because it's all in like five seconds, it's right? It's so funny. It was awesome. Uh, uh, the other team I have on the who's not list – the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, they've cooled off a little bit. They are 3-5-2 and two in their last 10. They have lost to some not-so-great teams during that span, and they lost to the Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel-less Penguins the hmm. other night. So, you know, something to keep an eye on. I think the Avalanche have cooled off a little bit. McKinnon's still red hot, but the team itself has kind of cooled off. What's that backup goaltender's name? Fra, Fra Franz Franzos. He's cool. yeah. he's kind of like come back to earth. Yes. Remember, like a couple. He was episodes? playing lights out. Yeah, he was yeah. he was playing out of this world. He's kind of come back. Yeah. So that's where we're at with the who's not list, and we are now going to touch on the state of the union. Nick, I'll let you take the caps first. Uh, so my state of the onion, because this is going to make me cry. Uh, <laughs> we're going to start with the good first. I have like three or four bullet points here. Uh, the Caps had a statement win in Carolina, 4-3 over the Canes. I don't know if you watched that game. I obviously did. That was a playoff Sick game. Yeah. Um, and they hung on for dear life, and they were up you know, 4-1 to one and somehow scraped out a win there. Uh, then they scored twice with the goalie pulled in the final minute against San Jose. That was wild, and then they ended up winning in overtime. That's the first time in NHL history a team has done that. Um, wow. Two goals with the goalie pulled in the last minute, huh. um, and the Caps lead the NHL in goals with the extra skater, not as in like man advantage, as in with like right when they pull the, the goalie. Yeah, um, I bet you the Islanders have to be second. They're up like, there too. Yeah. Um, that game was one of the best three on three overtimes I've ever seen. It was just like. Back and forth, back and forth, it's back awesome. and forth. It was I amazing. Love, that's the best thing the NHL's ever done. And it was like in the middle of like the overtime, and like I think Burns had a breakaway or someone for San Jose, and Holtby stops it, and Craig Lachlan, the color guy for uh, I hate him, but NBC, yeah. just goes, "This is the best overtime ever." <laughs> I was like, "Your team almost just got scored on, bud." But like, it was just so funny to hear him say that. You could tell he was just so happy. His, his voice, God, it's oh, something else. It, it's amazing. I love him. 
Uh, and then they throttled the Senators six to one. They scored six unanswered after giving up the first goal of the game. Uh, and that wraps it up for the good stuff. And now we're going to get into the bad stuff. So they had a tough loss to the Flyers in Philly this past Wednesday, where they went zero for five on the power play. Philly's money at home, too. Philly's money at home, but... Best home record in the league. Yeah, 0 for 5 on the power play is unacceptable when you have the power play that Washington does. Fair enough. Um, They were embarrassed by the Devils at home, as I mentioned. uh, Lost 5 to 1. That's the worst game I've ever seen them play in person. Passes were just terrible. Zone entries, terrible. Their power play actually produced more for the Devils than it did for (laughs) themselves. Uh, The second period continues to be Washington's most effective period. While that's great, and you know, because in the past it's been their worst, it leaves them vulnerable to the beginning and ending of games where teams can get out in front of them early or come back on them late. Mm-hmm. Uh, their power play sucks right now, and they're the most penalized team in the NHL. They've taken 174 minor penalties. 34 of those are trips, which, as you know, is my least favorite minor penalty of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, as you touched on earlier, uh, General Manager Brian McClellan was asked about a possible goalie controversy. He responded with, Holtby's our guy. Nice. However, Holtby is 18-9-4 this season with an 8-9-9 save percentage Ooh. and a 302 GAA. I was going to say, I think he hasn't been stellar so far. He hasn't year. been razor sharp Holtz. And yeah. some of, you know, granted, some of those are not his fault, but right. some of them are. Yeah. Uh, Sammy, however, is twelve two and one with a nine two one save percentage and a two point two four GAA. Yeah, he's been playing pretty well for them. So this is obviously scary, Caps fans, because we can only protect one goalie when this expansion draft comes this year. Mm-hmm. And having arguably the best goalie tandem right now in the NHL, that means one of them's going to go. Uh, and considering it's a contract year for Holtby and Backstrom, some tough decisions are going to have to be made in the next four or six months. I think it's pretty safe to say Holtby will be done. I agree. Now, you have Samsonov, right? Yes. Isn't there another kid? It, don't you have a Russian? Or is that is he the one that everyone was hyping Sammy up? Sammy was the one that everyone was hyping up. Okay, so there, there's not one in the pipeline that I'm like... No, they it? have um, Vitek Vanacek down in Hershey, but I don't think say he's... Say that one more time. Vitek Vanacek. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but I don't it think sounds he's... sounds like a Pez dispenser I know, manufacturer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's NHL caliber i think he's like gonna have his career as like an ahl number one goalie <laughs> a best dispenser <laughs> sounds like a company that makes them yeah uh as far as my guys the hot one of the hottest teams in the nhl Definitely. playing absolutely lights out without their captain and their leading goal scorer the penguins continue to just keep on rolling uh since we last spoke they went on a three-game road trip uh out west one against the knights where they won 4-3 at t-mobile then they took the Avalanche in overtime, 4-3 to three over the weekend. And then last night, they beat the Coyotes in a shootout, 4-3 to three in a nine-rounder, which was wild to That's watch. That's insane. Brian Russ, thank you very much. Uh, the Penguins look awesome. Matt Murray has been better as of late. Still yeah. not great. Jari's... I think that's the good way to describe it. Good, not great. He's getting his mojo back a little bit. We don't need him to be lights out because Jari, at this point, is the number one goalie, I'm telling you. You just need him to be consistent. You just need him to be the guy where if Jari's tired, we can't just be like, oh, fuck, we're going to lose, yeah. right? You just need him to kind of be there. So he's been better lately. Brian Rust, 
holy shit, this guy is good. He's having a season to remember. He, is for re- sure. he really is. He's got 18 goals and 20 assists so far this season. He is on pace to break all career highs. He is also on pace to score over 80 points this year. His previous career high was under 50. So he is playing lights out. Uh, I would say he's arguably been the MVP of the team this year, to be quite honest. Between all the injuries and Gensel going down, Brian Rust has really showed what he can do. Do you think that's largely attributed to getting much more top six time with the injuries that you guys have had? Probably. He's usually in the top six, sometimes, give or take. You're, you know, he floats between a, two and three, right? Yeah, but yeah. man, him and Gino have just clicked so far. Yeah. And he's just got such good speed. He's been a great asset for us. Brandon Tanev, I told you from the start of the year, this guy was going to be good for us. When we were in Montreal and he scored the OT game winner, one of the Montreal fans banged on the glass and he flicked him off right in there. <laughs> and I loved it. Fuck you, Frenchies. Yeah. Anyways, Brandon Tanev has been amazing. He is so fast, hits everything in sight, can score goals, decent finish. Uh, he's been absolutely great. And the biggest surprise of the year, who I attribute so much love to, and thank you, Bruce, for pointing him out earlier when you came on for the interview, John Marino. Yeah, I remember is that. Is a stud. Yeah. This kid is going to be our number one defenseman in two years. Wow. Easily. So, obviously, Latang gets all the glory, right? He actually just got named the captain of the Metro All-Star team about five minutes oh, yeah. ago. Really? Yeah, so oh, good crap. for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good for him. But John Marino, man, this kid is just doesn't make a mistake. Absolutely flawless. He will not wow you with anything, but you just like, no, oh, it's Marino's on the ice. We're fine. It's yeah, one of those like it's consistency. He is just so steady. Uh, he has been easily our best defenseman all year long, and it's he's a rookie, so that's saying something. Uh, he has four points in his last five games, and he has twenty-two points in forty-five games played this season. Uh, had the game-winning assist the other night against the Vegas Golden Knights. So, wow. I mean, he's been just incredible for us, and I can't say enough good things. Uh, as far as the schedule ahead, uh, we come back home after that. Uh, road trip to the Wild tomorrow on Tuesday the 14th. Then we play the Bruins, the Red Wings, and the Bruins until we speak next week on Monday. So two games against the Bees, one at home, one away. We've been playing hot enough. I think we'll take one of them. We should be able to beat the Wings, but they always play us hard for some reason. And the Wild, I don't even know because they just they're an anomaly this year. Yeah. They're all over the place. Now, what I will say is Sydney came on the road trip, and he was actually expected to play against the Avs, but he wasn't feeling well that day, and then they just sat him for the Yotes. I believe there is above, I would say, a 75% chance that he will make his return tomorrow against the Wild. If he does, you can rest assured, Penn's money line will be on my account. Yeah. Big time. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. Uh, but that's really all I got for the March of the Penguins right now. Um, so moving on, uh, the World Juniors wrapped up prior or slightly after we recorded last time. So yep. it was Canada and Russia in the gold medal game. What this was game. one of the best gold medal games ever to watch. Oh, I watched the whole thing. Had yeah. money on it. What else is new? Um, Canada was down the entire game until the third period. Uh, Barrett Hayton and Alexi Lafreniere were playing through injuries. And ultimately, the game winner was scored by Akil Thomas, uh, and that was his first and only goal of the tournament. So you just got to love a story like that. This guy's own clothing line. Yeah, seriously. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not as cool as ours, but yeah. (laughs) Uh, But let's be real. The real MVP of the game was the Canadian Sports Network, TSN, had a camera that was on the glass. Uh, It was like like connected on top of the glass. Like right above the penalty box. Yeah. Yeah. And the puck hit that camera, 
with like a couple minutes to go while the Russians were on a power play. Yeah. Uh, a Canadian player threw it up and out, was just on its way into It was going to be a delay of game yeah, penalty. It was 100% going to be a delay of game. It bounces off the camera. And comes back in. And comes back in. And their argument was there wasn't definitive evidence that it was actually going to go out. Yes. And this kind of brought up a really interesting topic. You know, that's – I don't want to use the word prop, but I can't think of anything better to use. It's basically a prop in the arena, but it's part of the arena. I it's, guess. It's yeah. not – Because that's what I remember, like, the refs were you, discussing. Yeah. They're like, is this camera out of play? Is it in play? Yeah, they did not call but the delay a game. It's just hysterical that it's a Canadian Sports Network's camera yeah. that got hit to keep the puck right. in play. Oh, the Russians were pissed. Oh, I would be pissed, too. So, I watched this entire game. Uh, you know, I did it to get back even for the week, so I was obviously just <laughs> watching all of it. Um Barrett Hayton, what a performance. The Canadians were down 3-1 to one with about 13 minutes to go in the third, and on the power play, Hayton ripped one. Wicked shot with, Abs- like, a, yeah. you know, just picked his corner. Bandaged up shoulder, too. Yeah, so. when he sallied, you could see he tried to put his shoulder above his head, but he couldn't. He so had, he like, put it like straight T-Rex up. arms. He, like, couldn't get his arms up high enough. Essentially. Yeah. And Lafreniere played really well. Uh, the Canadians tied it 3-3 three to three eventually, and then Akil Thomas made a sick breakaway move. Uh, the puck was kind of just slowly going towards the goalie. It was one of those where you're like, is the goalie going to come out of the net and just kind of play I it? I was shocked he didn't come out and play it. Not even a poke check. Yeah. Akil Thomas roof daddied it. Uh, we reposted that on Instagram if you haven't seen it. Only goal of the tournament, as Nick said, ended up being the game winner. And, yeah, I mean, the Russians had a power play with about two minutes left. And then that delay of game call that we were talking about happened with about a minute 30 the Russians lost their mind, took two penalties in the last 30 seconds. It just, just fell apart from there. Oh, they lost their temper, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a bit, it's, I don't want to say typical Russian shit, but I will. It was um, just undisciplined. <laughs> yeah. So, great game. One of the best games I've watched in a long time. Super fast pace, uh, up and down action. Just shows you why the World Juniors is the best tournament. That was like, that game was like the validation for like that tournament yeah it was just like everything that we love about it hopefully usa can do a little better next year yeah that would be uh, nice you know so that kind of wraps it up for you know catching up with you guys since we last spoke and it is now time to toss it off to the two most requested guests in empty betters history the young 17 episode history we are going to now toss it off to mike and jack finn enjoy buckle up and we are now welcomed by two of the most requested and most anticipated guests for this podcast. Please welcome to Empty Betters, Mike and Jack Finn. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks Appreciate you having us on, Harry. Excited God, to be even here. Their, even their voices sound alike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good to sit down with you guys. Yeah. Harrison's been talking about this one for a while, so I'm interested to see where this goes. <laughs> let's do it. So, you know, let's start from the beginning. Um, I'm going to touch on, you know, how you guys got into hockey, how you started, you know, who you looked up to. So... Just start by saying where you grew up and who you played for when it all first started out. Um, so This we, is Mike talking, yeah, by the way. Um, <laughs> I get the voices down. Jack and I were from Ellicott City. Um, grew up in a cul-de-sac down the street from Dan Flock, who uh, you guys have heard on the pod before. Um, Dan started playing hockey, I think, a year or two before we ended up getting into it. And we're good friends with Dan, you know, since we were like three years old. Um and, you know, we wanted to get into it. So we uh, ended up playing for Howard Rec. That was the first time or the first, like, uh, organized hockey I ever played. Probably, I don't know, when we were, like, five or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's that's just kind of how we got our start. So 
a lot of Milex sticks, a lot of orange. Pucks. Oh my goodness, oh, yeah. dude! I had a, I had it was a my first stick. Um, do you remember it? It was the black and yellow Nike yeah. Mario oh, Le, yeah. Mario Lemieux oh, yeah. Mario oh, stick. Oh, yeah. Classic. I don't think I have it anymore. No, but it's long gone. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, Probably went through someone's head. Yeah, true. <laughs> Broke out. Ugh. Well, Dan was saying, you know, he had a, he had a big deck, and uh, you guys would go out and play deck hockey with yeah. your kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Plenty then, of knee hockey in our sunroom as well. Yeah, no, I, I, dude, I did that until I was like fucking ten. So yeah. I did that. Parents love that yeah, one, right? So we had some uh, some knee hockey injuries too. Yeah, I yeah. Know. do Dan, tell. Dan, uh, this was all you. By the way. <laughs> yeah, we uh, <laughs> he we lied were, about it for like five years and well, got, I, ended up getting popped. You, you guys still don't even believe me about the story because I watched it happen with my eyes. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, all right. Let me let me tell the story. So I don't know. We were probably ten years old or something. And no, we were younger. You think? All right. Yeah. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> We were just shooting some, playing some knee hockey in the sunroom in our at our house, and uh, we were uh, you know had like a little fake fight because we thought it was sick to like drop the gloves and you know you know scrap a little bit in knee hockey. (laughs) Um, So Dan, I was I was playing goalie, so I had like the the little uh, fake glove and blocker on me, and the blocker was pretty worn, and it was uh, the top of it was like it was. Shredded. Yeah, it was shredded. Like the plastic insert was sticking yeah, out. Yeah, the so plastic insert. It was, like a, sharp edge. It was, oh, it was okay. a sharp yeah. edge. And, uh, you know, Jack and Dan, like, started, like, fake pushing each other and, like, throwing a couple punches. And I just, I mean, came up from behind to Dan and hit him in the back of the head with the, him with, the with the blocker. <laughs> and, uh, plastic <laughs> gash in his head. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bleeding all over the white carpet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My yeah, mom comes he had to in get screaming bloody murder. He had to get ambulance <laughs> rolls up, takes him away. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, was, oh my and god! And then I remember his dad. He had like an old Bauer forty five hundred. His dad like cut a hole out <laughs> in his helmet where the staples were. Yeah, so we so could play. play like two days later. It was hilarious. Oh Jesus, god. that's awesome. Yeah, I hope he still has that helmet. I doubt it, but you got so he had to end up wearing a helmet for knee hockey. Uh, no, that well, was like for it, like we played on the same team. Yeah, right? but where staples during the season? Yeah, staples yeah. were in like his. Okay, gotcha. So I mean, were you? parents hockey fans or how that all no not really at Dan all Dan kind of yeah. influenced it yeah, yeah. He, did, he totally did my parents are both from northern New Jersey so I mean sorry to hear that yeah right <laughs> um, I, so I guess they, I mean they know hockey they kind of grew up around it yeah. um, never really got into it my dad never played right but uh, uh, they supported us doing it and thank God yeah, yeah, no. yeah. they had fun big commitment sure. a lot of money yeah no, so. big time so you started out playing Howard, right, both of you? Uh-huh. Yeah, I started off playing Howard Rec. Then uh, we went to, uh, where we go? Metro. Metro. Yeah. We went to Metro for like a year or two. And then, uh, and then we went to Tri-City. Okay, we both were there. of you guys? Yeah, uh-huh. we were there for a while. Um, how long were we there? I think the first year we played there was Squirt. Squirts, squirts to U16. Yeah, Squirts wow. to U16. We played Tri-City. And then um, you stopped playing club, right? After my freshman, after freshman year of high school. Year. And then after that... I went and played um, for Howard for a year after my first year, 16. Yeah. I went over to Howard and played for a year. So we'll touch on, you know, how you've been on both sides of that rivalry that we talked about with Timmy actually on an earlier episode. Right. Um, so you guys actually are both baseball players as well, so yeah. you played that yeah. growing up, right? Mm-hmm. So did you, when you were kids, did you always have one that was a favorite? or? I mean, I think uh, I had more success with baseball. Um like after high school and stuff, 
Uh, I, hockey was always my favorite, though. Yeah, you know, I wish I wish I was still playing hockey. You know, I, I got tired of baseball, and that's that's why I ended up st- like stopping playing when I transferred schools. I transferred from college to Charleston after a year and a half there, and I went there. I walked on. They redshirted me, so I wasn't I wasn't a lineup guy. I was never playing. I was just kind of on the bench for a year. It was cool. It was a really cool experience. Right. But uh, it was. I, I, didn't, I knew I was never going to be like a lineup guy. Yeah. Whether whether it would take four years, five years. Yeah. Um, so, ended up transferring to the University of South Carolina. I do miss baseball, but uh, back to your uh, question, uh, I really hockey was always my favorite for sure. I, um, I mean, I still play baseball. I play for UMBC, and we'll um, touch on that later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think back when I was playing both, uh, I just kind of liked whichever one was in season more. I think. Like, playing sports nationally, you want to get to the point where you can play the next level. Yeah. And doing that in Maryland on the hockey rink is a lot harder than on the baseball field. Definitely. Uh, just because yeah. it's, like, yeah. not really a hockey market at all. I think it's interesting, like, when you talk about the parallels between, you know, hockey and baseball, and you have guys like, you know, Sidney Crosby, Jack Johnson. Mm-hmm. Those guys played both of those sports yeah. when they were in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can see, you know, how it transfers right, uh, sure. to guys in the show that yeah. are playing. Totally. Absolutely. Um, so I just wanted to you know, touch on you guys getting into Calvert Hall and how you found it, because you, you both are from Ellicott City as well. Right, right. Um, just like Dan, and you know, I was saying to him how most people in Ellicott City are either public schools because it's a good school district, yeah, or they're sure. at Mount St. Joe, which yeah. is you know, a rival. So how did you end up finding Calvert Hall? And so uh, we, we did like a couple of those shadow days or whatever. At, uh... Well, no, talk about uh, Tomorrow's Ice with Shramick. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, let me get there, pal. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, uh, so first... I think the thing I was most attractive to about Calvert Hall was the baseball aspect because they were, like, you know, like perennially, like, the best team yeah. in Maryland high school baseball-wise. And dynasty. But, um, you know, obviously we played hockey, too. So Mike Schrammick, who was our coach at, at Calvert Hall, obviously he had, like, this program, and he got a bunch of the guys together. Um, like, I don't know what grade we were in. Probably. We were in, like, seventh grade, seventh grade or, or something. something. called Tomorrow's Ice, and it's still his program now. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple tournaments with guys like Dieter and Kurt. and. Uh-huh. Costa was on that team. Yeah, Costa too. was there, and we had like got the boys together early. Dylan Schoen was on that team. What? Yeah, you should get him on too. Yeah, come on. Oh, come on, Dylan! If you're listening if out there, listening, yeah. come on, listening. Dylan. I Silly Dilly, get on the get on the show. <laughs> I tried. Um, so then, obviously, you guys come over, and then just I mean, th- that's where I got to know you guys. That's where we kind of all grew right. up together. Like, just talk about that experience, because for me, it was you know not only in my sports career, but it just life in general. It was such a cool experience. Yeah, so I think uh, the experience playing for Calvert Hall is a super special one. I think you guys have had a few guys on here before that have done that, and everybody's had great things to say about it. Uh, I remember... <laughs> Shramick will love this if ever hears this. But I remember the little bag tags he made us. It said, uh, "There is a difference," <laughs> and there really was. Like, I mean, like they kind of like did it up for us. Like we had this like, sweetest, sweetest sweaters and stuff, and the gold throwbacks were just insane jerseys. Those were so sick. I wish I stole mine, but I didn't. Yeah, I'm sure Hagley or Ramondi did. Yeah, playing playing four years, you know, for Calvert Hall's top team was probably. Like the most fun I played, I've had playing hockey for sure. What about sports in general? Would you put it up there? Uh, absolutely, I put it up there. Yeah. What got you guys to pick that school? I mean, was that like you know you'd always wanted to go there? Did you have friends going there? We were um, 
interested. We, we used to do like Calvert Hall baseball camps. So okay. we were in like sixth and seventh grade and we got to know the coaches there. Before the sixth and seventh grade though, I'd never heard of the place. Yeah. Cause we're yeah. not, from, we're not from Towson. We're okay. from Howard County. So, um, but yeah, the coaches, you know, they really, we developed a good relationship with them. They welcomed us and they, they were like encouraging us to, you know, enroll and apply to Calvert Hall. And we were like, yeah, why not? The beautiful baseball facility, good program. Every year, you know, they're there. You see them in the championship every year. Um, and hockey was there, too, with Tramick. Um, when we were playing, like Jack touched on earlier, with uh, Tomorrow's Ice with a couple of kids that Tramick wanted to get to come to Calvert Hall. And, you know, I ended up making friends with them and get starting a good relationship with Mike Tramick and, you know, ended up working out. And we all were freshmen at the same time. And I think... Tim and Rumsey are great guys. Oh, yeah. Shout out Mike Rumsey, too. Oh, yeah. Um... But I th- I forget we had so we had like golf. we had like seven kids in our freshman class. Um, Your class. It was kind of like the Tramic project. Yeah, like, he he brought a whole new group of kids in that were kind of from all over the place, and you know we were all we all kind of knew each other beforehand and yeah. like revitalized played the program. played a little bit of hockey together, and he was like, all right, well, you know, let's try to you know do something good here. Yeah, it's really cool. Worked out for a while, but. So, um, you know, go ahead. No, so I just wanted to ask you this because I know I'm going to forget if I don't ask you now. Before we dive into the specifics of all the hilarious stories that we have, talk about what it's like to play sports growing up with not only a brother but a twin. I mean, not not a lot of people know like what that's like. Yeah. I mean, I'll let you guys take it from here. I think uh, growing up with any brother or any sibling like creates like a level of competitiveness. Oh yeah. In you. But if it's like someone who's like the same exact size and looks exactly the same, like you just want to beat him in everything. Yeah. So I think having a twin brother has made me super competitive, which has made me like as a good athlete growing up. So you fucking hate Mike is what you're saying. Well, no, I don't want to say that. I, think I, I used to fucking hate Mike. <laughs> um, I get like, you know, people ask about being twins a lot. And it's just me and Jack. We don't have any other siblings. Yeah. Um, and I, I, like, I just, I really don't know anything else. So I, it's kind of a hard question to answer, you know. So, you know, we grew up just having a twin. That's what life was. I think it's definitely a benefit athletically. I, I, I think it's a benefit for sure. Yeah. Because, um, like, I mean, you just have, you go ask, like, you go and throw outside. Or go, like, I used to go shoot on you with your goalie, your goaltending stuff. And yeah. If anything, it makes you a better there. athlete. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Imagine growing up, you're just constantly, like. Someone doing pushing you. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it's. It's interesting that you guys talk about, you know, about being the same age, same size. My brother's four years younger than I am. So, you know, uh-huh. growing up, there was, you know, a pretty big size difference yeah. from, like, the right. time I was, you know, around to, you know, when he came along. You get in trouble if you push him around a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, not and not then, so much with somebody <laughs> your own size. You know, and yeah. then they do catch up after a while. Yeah. But, you know, it's a, it's a long time before that kind of. Yeah, there's a long time with a gap. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so getting back on track, uh, you know, great Cabral Hall experience. You know, we've, we've talked about, about it with multiple guests already. We started out with three seniors, Jack Bruss, Breckleish, uh-huh. and Schroeder, and we weren't all that good. But once they left, everyone thought we were going to suck. We ended up going to the state championship, and we ended up going to two state championships, actually, through my tenure. I think you guys We went to another one. Yeah. Lost all three. I was Dude, yeah. professional <laughs> championship losers. Yeah, I lost. <laughs> That's awesome. To the I same team all three times. Hockey and baseball. Between baseball and hockey, I think oh we lost like God. seven or eight championships. I think it was more than that. Holy oh, like Ridiculous. We won one, lost seven. Brutal. <laughs> It's like the Buffalo Bills of like, yeah, you know. Like, Dude, it, it follows me in college with yeah. fucking it's intramural stuff, too. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm cursed. 
It's it's truly like, a haunting, <laughs> brutal experience. It sucks. So, Mike, I gotta ask you because Timmy touched on this. Probably my state championships are great. I mean, they're a good experience and. They're a phenomenal experience. You get a huge crowd. You know, you're a 17-year-old kid, and you feel like you're playing in a pro hockey game with 3,000 yeah, people. so much fun. But my favorite game of all time is the Landon game that Timmy touched on where we yeah. went to the shootout, and we were – if there was an odds maker, we would have been plus 700. Oh, wow. yeah. We would have been like a 16 one. Outgunned and outmatched. Yeah. yeah. And Mike – but not on that played night. out of his mind. But no, yeah, that, I want you to touch on what was going through your head when you celebrated <laughs> a shootout save when the puck was still rolling towards the goal line. Dude, well, obviously I didn't know the puck was still rolling because well, I wouldn't have got up and celebrated yeah. if I knew that was going on behind me. But, uh, ah, dude, it was crazy. I uh, The kid, he tried to go like five hole or something. He had like a little kind of like backhand, forehand, tried to go five hole. And uh, it wasn't, like, a great move or whatever. And I kind of hit him with a little poke check. And I guess the puck started rolling after it kind of got through me. And uh, I thought I thought I just, like, poked it away in the corner. I don't know what. I, I was, like, super felt excited. felt like you got, like, like right, enough of won. it. <laughs> I'm going to go play in the state championship. And yeah. I, I got up and did, like, a, a little fist pump. Um, and then I turned it. Like, the video I showed you before. So you have the clip. Yeah. We're going to have to post Definitely. That. Oh, please, yeah. That. <laughs> Um, I remember watching on the bench. I was like, Mike, Mike, Mike. What are you, what are you guys <laughs> That's crazy, man. How many times have you said that in your life? <laughs> was, yeah, well, plenty, but this time was more. Yeah. Dude, I meant it more. Like, yeah, there was a uh, some that could have been so easily like this is a great story now, oh, man. We could be talking about this in a completely different light if that if puck that traveled puck like, in, two more inches. Oh my god! Yeah. Literally, so. <laughs> <laughs> would have hated us. Would have hated him. You would have hated me. I would have liked you, but not him. Yeah. But yeah, I remember turning around and seeing it. Like I had a split second of a freak out in my head in the middle of my uh, celebration. <laughs> How close actually was it? It, it, it was, was a couple close, of two dude. inches or yeah. something. Oh my it god. Close. Yeah. <laughs> it was really close. It, it, it was like two inches from the goal line but obviously it would have to cross the entire but yeah. I was next to Pat Regan on the bench oh, and we both like went like that like, uh, bad radio but we both yeah. like held each other back yeah. and he's like smacking my knees like oh my god oh my god oh my god. <laughs> I was like it's just gonna happen, and then it stopped. I was yeah. like, "This is literally like a movie scene." That was a nice celly too. Fun hockey game. Jack, I want. Well, first off, before I move on to uh, your best moment, in my opinion, is that the highlight of your high school hockey career? Would you say? Uh, for you personally, obviously, winning championships is great, but is that like the biggest moment for you in hockey? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so. Yeah, it's, it's gotta so. be up there. Yeah, it's fun, man. I mean, playing in the playoffs for your school. Yeah. You know, shootout. That's that's it's fun. You ended up winning. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So for you and Dan touched on this in his interview. Your goal, your junior year, my senior year in the state championship oh, yeah. on the clapper from the point. Uh -huh. One of the all-time like sellies. You made 2008 Ovechkin look like a sissy. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. You got to touch on that. Uh, that was great. Um, what's even cooler is that goal was assisted by two of my best friends, Matt Curtin and Dan. So. Uh, yeah, so I think Curtin had it over on the far boards, and then Dan was up top, and then I was kind of in the office. Um, and I just kind of ripped it, no aim or anything. I was just trying to rip it through people, and it found its way in, and then I immediately, like, I don't know, lost all control and sprinted as fast as I could to the boards, uh, jumped into it, and then I kind of, like, ate shit going down. But, uh, there's a picture of it, right? Yeah, there's a picture of like the guys like kind of all looking down at me, and then there's actually a picture of me doing that. Too. I gotta find that picture. That's a great picture. We gotta flick that up. Definitely, yeah. please. Yeah, if I could find that, I'll 
Dan said you ducked him on a hug. You just like I did. Straight There's a picture of me ducking him on the hug too. I ducked him on the hug. I feel bad for it because I saw a picture. I was like, damn, I totally just. He's <laughs> quote unquote. This is directly said he skirted the shit. Out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I was, I was Dan said that. I could, I could move back in the day. Skirted the shit. Um, wow. But yeah, that was probably the most electrifying moment of my life. Not to sound like a. I gotta turn the page or whatever, but that was sweet. No. I think there's a video of it on YouTube. I showed like my girlfriend, and she was like, "Oh, it's so cool, man!" Jesus, <laughs> so I keep showing me your high school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta stop." But it was awesome. That was great. That game was awesome. I wish we pulled it out. Um, great crowd, by the way, too. There. Yeah. So after I'm gone, you guys go to your third state championship in a row against Gonzaga. All three years, we've lost. No, that no, was Landon. Oh, that was Landon. Yeah, I'm sorry. Was Landon. We lost in overtime, overtime. on a deflection. Oh. No, it was I like, was there for that game. I watched that. Didn't they have a kid who I can't remember? He played like D1 at like some school. Like they, he was like a freshman or something. Yeah. He was like a I don't remember Boston College kid. I don't know what his name. He, was. I just remember. I remember on Facebook, I saw Rumsey share an article about this kid who's like. A prospect for hockey, and, and you see a Facebook article about that in Maryland. You know he's yeah. really fucking good. Yeah. And I remember that was like two months before you guys played. I actually went to that game. Um, talk about that. It was just that was demoralizing. It's a heartbreaker, man. Um, three in a row. That's a I think I think it, the final was four three. I don't remember the final. It doesn't matter. We were down the whole game and going into the third period. I think it was like three one or something, and we ended up. I think I don't know. Dieter scored, Dieter scored, scored goal, yeah, and that. one of the Ivans scored, I think. <laughs> one of the Ivans. Yeah. Um, Jack, did you come off the ice the third period of that? Because I swear to God you were on the ice like for 12 minutes straight. Uh, I played a lot of that game. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about uh, the Russians. I don't, we don't have one guest yet. Who's talked about yeah. this? My the senior year. Yeah, you guys had some imports, right? Yeah. These kids are crazy. And we had we have three kids who are straight off the boat from like Moscow. Wow. And they all three just come in. We're like, these kids go to school. We're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. And we were sick. And they, they were sick. If they ever hear this, um, yeah, podcast, I gotta say they're from Ekaterinburg, not from Moscow. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Gonna, yeah. Now we're gonna. There's have no way they right. have funny no, accents. There's no way they're listening to this. I know. I don't know. We could get George to listen to this. I think the one we know the best. Is George because he lived with, uh, he lived with Matt Curtin. Um, that kid it was George, right. Ivan, and Ivan, and uh, George played D, right. and the two Ivans were forwards. Yeah. And the goofiest kids. Oh yeah, of all they're, they're oh, awesome. They're goodness. hilarious. Funny, yeah, they were funny dudes. So you know, after Calvert Hall, you guys obviously have to hang up the skates. Sadly, you keep the baseball glove though. Yeah. You guys want to touch? On, I mean, Mike, you kind of yeah. I'll go ahead. Um, I'll let you get first. So out of high school. I was either going to go, if I was going to try and play baseball, I was either going to go play at Salisbury or go to College of Charleston and try to walk on. And I ended up going down there with a couple of my friends who I graduated with. And, you know, went and the coach was you know, gracious enough to give me a tryout because he had a relationship with our high school coach because one of our guys from, like, three years before me played outfield at College of Charleston, and I was an outfielder too, so... They kind of knew each other from that recruiting process. So he reached out. The coach agreed to give me a tryout. And I went down there. And I was trying out from, like, October to the week before the first series against Nebraska in, like, February or something. So I'd show up to practice during the week, and I didn't know if that was the day he was going to tell me to don't come back or if I was just going to keep showing up and make the team or whatever. But they ended up keeping me – 
they redshirted me, so I, like, I never played, never saw the field, so I was just kind of, you know, the guy in shorts, you know, shagging balls before the game and just a practice player, really. It was uh, definitely a cool thing to be a part of, but, it, you know, it's a full-time job, and like I said before, I, I never, like, I, I didn't think I was ever going to see the field there. There were kids from the middle of Georgia who were, like, 6'4", 230 pounds, hitting balls 430 feet into the woods wow. in right field. Yeah. Um, you know, I just I wasn't that kind of player, so... Like I said, it's cool to be a part of for a year. Um, but what you know, position were you? I was an outfielder. Okay. I was a center fielder in high school, and uh, when I got there, um, just in inner squads and, and scrimmages, I would just play wherever they needed me in the outfield. Um, but yeah, after a year, I was playing summer ball. Um, you know, anticipating going back to college, Charleston, and trying to earn a, uh, not a lineup spot, but a roster spot. Um, and I got like a weird little shoulder injury at the end of the summer and I kind of took it as a, a sign, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's time to like hang it up because I couldn't prepare for the season like I wanted to, I couldn't work out like I wanted to. So I was just kind of like, you know what, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm done. And then after one more semester there without baseball, I ended up transferring to the University of South Carolina. Where I am now, which I, lo- I love that place. How can you not? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lawless land yeah. down there. Yeah, I've visited them many times. I've never had a bad time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good time. So, Jack, you're actually on UMBC. Yeah, I'm so, uh-huh. so – Are you a catcher? I'm a catcher, and I play some outfield too. Okay. So, so touch on your experience there so far. Uh, well, I actually started at a different school. Out of high school, I went to a school called Ryder, New Jersey. Did a, did a year there. wasn't really for me, so ended up transferring to UMBC. Um, so I've been there the past, I guess, three and a half years. Um, it's been great. The first year there, I redshirted, so I couldn't play. We won a conference championship, so I got a ring for sitting on the bench and, like, keeping a chart. Nice. So, yeah, it's pretty Minimal cool. Minimal effort always. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the next year, I had a tough year to play. I had, like, a buck 40. It was bad. And then last year, um, I had won the um, starting catching job at, a, like, fall, spring practice or whatever, and then I broke my hand. Mm. I missed, like, ten weeks. I had a cast on my hand, so it was tough. And then, so this is my last year. I'm looking to make a good uh, last impression. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Was your experience at Ryder because the school wasn't for you or because the baseball team? I just really, honestly, I just didn't really like New Jersey that much. Well, and the baseball team wasn't good either. <laughs> yeah, You're preaching to the choir here yeah. with the two of us. So. Uh, yeah, I'm not, not big on New Jersey. The team wasn't great. Made some great friends, though, you know, but it just really wasn't for me. Was it the whole, like, no left turn thing that threw you? Because that one <laughs> that pisses really me the fuck off. Yeah. So, you can't, like, make left turns in New Jersey. Because the uh, jug, the jug handle. Yeah, so yeah. because people in Jersey can't drive, they decide that it's safer for you to go, like, right three times and then yeah. go across the street instead of making a left turn at a traffic light across the street. So there's no left lanes for traffic lights? Yeah, it's like there's basically two. There's, like, a Jersey wall, yeah. which I guess is where the term is derived from, like, in the middle. And then you have to go right and loop around to come make a left. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's, you can't pump your own gas. Yeah, you can't you pump, can't your, pump your, own your own gas. gas which is ridiculous. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I swear to God, I've never, I never knew yeah. that. Oh, it's terrible. You can tell how much I've driven through there. Yeah, yeah. my mom's family like, is all go around in that area. It's just bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the stories that we haven't gotten to talk about with a lot of our guests that I wish I would have brought up, but we'll have them back on is the game between Coward Hall and DeMatha, mm. your guys' junior, junior juniors. Yeah. Dan was just on and talked about it. I want to get your guys' memories of that game. Okay, so uh, you're in the net. Yeah, we were uh, playing DeMatha at the Ice House. In the back rink. Yeah. 
Um, and I think it was like, I don't know, like 1-1 at the time. It was like end of the second period. Costa was carrying the puck into our offensive zone, and he, he got hit by one of their kids. I, f- I forget the kid's name, but. We, we, we just said this. I wish I yeah. remembered it. I know his name. I don't really want to drop his name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he, he, uh, he just, like, took a hit. And it was a hockey play. They ended up on the ice and, you know, just kind of, like, pushing each other, whatever. And then the kid ended up uh, getting, like, over Costa and, like, straddling him, just, you know, going right and left hooks right, right, into, right into his face. And uh, Costa got his teeth all fucked up. And they had to, uh, obviously, they stopped the play. They stopped the uh, game. And they were taking a little bit to uh, figure out the penalties and stuff. And I think the kid, the kid ended up getting ejected. Yeah, he got thrown out. Costa may have gotten ejected. I, think, too. I don't remember if Costa got thrown out of the game or not, but he got thrown out. Then we finished the period. No, no, no. They sent us off before the end of the second period. They cut the ice. They cut the ice, and they were because uh, there was blood on there. Yeah, but when they said when they sent us off, the kid that got thrown out. I remember this. Brick came running out of the locker. Yeah, but Ivan, like, Ivan was like, uh, he's, yeah. he was like hitting his stick up against the boards because they had like a couple fans. There, there their fans were, were just, the fans. yeah, they were yelling at us. Which I ended up playing with one of them, that kid Andy. He was one of the kids there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so I remember this. The kid goes to the locker room. He gets ejected, and he comes screaming out of the locker room. Yeah. And like just starts a fight right outside of the uh, yeah. the ice, right yeah. where the where everyone gets on, yeah. right outside the locker rooms. Yeah. And, it's a big deal. There were parents involved and everything. I remember I, I came <laughs> out. Trey Goss. Trey, Trey Goss. Go. Yes. Trey Goss punched a dad in the face and shattered his glass. <laughs> Dude, I remember it was. I can I can see it happening yes. now in slow motion. And then it, the best part about that story is that like I think Chewy Bar brought a sign to uh, like one of the championship games we were in and had, like huddled up like number seven parent. <laughs> it was sweet. Funny man. Yeah. I think it was Chewy. I don't remember. So Dan was saying how the refs really fucked up because when they took both teams off the ice, what they should have done is let one of us go first, the other team go after. Yeah. They let it go together. Oh yeah. And that was just a shit yeah. show. I mean, like terrible idea. Well, I, my dad still talks about this. Kurt Parsadi <laughs> pushed from behind from a kid into a, into the wall. Yeah, Kurt was going off. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I really wasn't involved in it. Like I was coming off last. Yeah. I just remember Trey killing. I didn't really. Yeah, I didn't really get into it. I think I. I don't know. Yeah. But anyways. Kurt gets pushed in the wall, he turns around, and he straddles, the, he's, he's like, got this kid in the headlock, and my dad sees the kid is like trying to like kick him, so my dad pulls Kurt away, breaks up the fight, and he's like holding Kurt back, he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill him, and, and my dad's like, calm down, calm down. I'm like, I, I, he still talks about the story all the time, and for anyone who's the calmest nobody kid just like complete wire that. cross kind of thing it's just like it was yeah. awesome set him off yeah. hell yeah Kurt yeah. it was like yeah Kurt so that yeah and then the best part of the story I don't know if you guys know this my dad told me cops escorted everybody yeah uh-huh. all the fans had to leave we played the third period with nobody in the rink yeah. it was the strangest yeah. thing it was really strange yeah. it was like the sound of the sticks clapping it was, it was strange it was, it was cool, cool though yeah. it was really cool and, you know, thank God we ended up winning. Uh, yeah. 2-1, I think. 2-1, 3-1, something. So, Mike, what is one thing about being a goalie that not a lot of people understand or think about? Um, you're know. the first goalie we've had on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love playing goalie. Um, these days when, uh, you know, when I'm back home on a break, like for winter break and stuff like that, when uh, the guys, you know, are trying to get back on the ice together and stuff, 
I hate playing goalie for like pickup stuff these days because it sucks. It's just not that fun. Because you know, I don't I don't play much anymore. I'm, I'm definitely not definitely not as good as I used to be. So you know, it's it's kind of embarrassing getting scored on all the time if you can't you know work on your game. So I think the one thing that's unique that pre- people probably don't know, like as if you're not a goalie, is uh, if if you're not playing all the time. It's it's not fun to play. It's not fun to play goalie. Like if you got you got to play a lot, and you got to you know you got to be good to enjoy it. So goalies are known to be notoriously weird people. I'm sure. not gonna lose that. <laughs> no, but is there some type of superstition that you had that was like this pad's got to go on first? Yeah, I mean nothing crazy, but I I always used to put my left skate on first, and I always used to put my left pad on first. Okay. I put everything left on first. Yeah. to this day, batting glove, cleat. Really? I did it with skates, shin pads, <laughs> everything left one wow. first. Yeah, I did. I to used to day. do that. How important are warm ups for goalies? Oh, it's crazy. It's actually, uh, completely important. So you hate when people are shooting bar down. Oh yeah, no. It's it's hundred and ten percent very important to get out there and kind of just get a feel for it on that day. Um, the worst thing is when you uh, got to the rink, you get cold feet. Not not like the saying, actually physically cold feet. <laughs> yeah. Every time, you know, I mean, it's just completely random. You would show up to the rink, you know, it would be a cold day. And it, if your feet are cold, that that threw me off 100%. That was like the weirdest thing. I was like, wow. If, if I'm driving to the rink and my feet are cold in the car, uh, I, I would get worried. I would be like, fuck, my feet are cold. I don't think this is going to be a good day. Yeah. Hmm. So that was always a telling sign for me. If cold feet. Did you have feet warmers? No, no, never. Like, I mean, you can't really put a foot warmer in a skate. I guess you could put those little things in there, but I never tried that. But it's just an uncomfortable feeling that I always, if it happened to me, I would always worry about. You just you know? bring, like, a space heater into the locker room. <laughs> I, I wish, man. So I want to ask both of you this question, and I'm more so intrigued by Mike's because he's a goalie. Mm-hmm. Who was the player that you looked up to the most when you were growing up? Uh, back in the day, I used to be a big uh, Marty Broder fan. How can you not be? I lo- I loved him. Um, he's got his own like hybrid style that he used to play with. He's not like a traditional. Boxer. No, not at all. Um, I I didn't I didn't play like him. I didn't have the same style, but he was always my favorite guy. I loved how he played. Um, they made. The uh, the trapezoid in the NHL now mm-hmm. that was basically a Marty Brodeur rule. Yep. Yeah. yeah. They did that uh, Crosby's rookie year, Ovi's rookie year too. Yeah. They introduced that. Yeah, he would go out and fuck around in the corners all the time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jack, who's yours? Uh, I kind of my favorite two players like when I was really young were Mark Messier and Mike Richter. Okay. So, Interesting. Yeah, I, I liked the Rangers when I was really little because my dad was from there. He, I guess he kind of. If he had a team, it'd been the Rangers. And I went to a game at the Garden one time. And I thought it was really cool. Now I'm a diehard Caps fan. Like I, I kind of came to my senses probably when I was like eight or nine. I know. Oh, you're, you're doing great, bud. Um, yeah, I think uh, I like Mark Messe a lot. I thought he was like a gritty. Yeah. The captain. Is there a defenseman that you tried to model your game after, particularly? John Carlson, for sure. The best. I love John Carlson. Johnny he's Norris. My he's my favorite player now. Yeah. Him and Ovi. Yeah. So I was going to say, and I, I do this for all the guests. And he's American, which is there cool. There you go. Yeah, it's the best cool. part. New Jersey. Yeah. Ah, he, he is from New Jersey. Damn, damn it. it. Yeah, so he has to make three rounds. Shit, I got to come up with someone else. <laughs> so I do this for all the we guests. We are hating on New Jersey. Yeah, dude. And we're going to get shot. We don't have, well, actually, I don't know. You definitely got somebody in New Jersey. Yeah. Listen, well, listen. we have someone in Czech Republic. I don't know how that Yeah, happens, <laughs> that was we weird. Have, we have one of those. Well, if you're listening in Czech Republic, you're coming to the States. Don't go to New Jersey. Yeah. Um. So I do this for the guests that I've played with at least 
uh, I like to compare them to people that you know I think that they play like in the NHL. So for you, I was obviously going to pick Carlson because just the slap shot. That's the one thing I remember is just the cannon. The one-timers from the point on the power play. You know, the smooth skating up the ice, head up, you know, that whole yeah. shindig. You know, I, I mean, you crunch people too, but I, my memories are always Jack Finn skating up the ice with a breakout pass or he's clapping a one-timer from the half wall or the point. That was really, you know, what I remember the most. And I'd say Carlson pretty much embodies that. I like that. I can't speak for goalies too much because it's yeah, – tough, tough to pick. Nobody understands. I like a little goalie, like, quick. Well, you're not the biggest guy, right? Yeah, some yeah. goal, you're not like a Pecorino. He's like six oh, six. Oh yeah, he's a big fella. Yeah, so I don't know who like a smaller goalie. I know UC Soros, but he's way better than him. So I don't, I don't even. Jonathan think. Quick's a little guy. Yeah, is he? Yeah, I think he's like a five eleven, six foot guy. Yeah. Would you say you were a butterfly goalie for the? Yeah, I'd yeah, say so, totally. for sure. So your pads were where your strength was. Yeah, okay. I'd say, I, and I, I like. Using the good glove, glove, too. Good glove. Yeah. Because most people don't understand the mechanics of goaltending unless you're a goalie. I, like, seriously, I've played hockey my whole life. I don't understand it. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I, it doesn't even really make sense to me. It's just kind of something you learn, you know, growing up and playing and developing. Um, there's definitely a science to it, but it, like you said, it's hard to explain. It's just, you know, something that I did. It's not something that uh, – that I really, you know, dissected in my mind. It's just something that I kind of learned to do, you know. Yeah. yeah. Would you say like undersized goalie? The first one that comes to mind, and I don't know if you guys have ever heard this name, is Jeff Lurg. Mm-hmm. He's I don't know. like five foot five, five really? foot six. He was Sparty's goalie when they won the Frozen Four in 07. Oh, cool. But he was just so quick, so he could yeah. go from post to post, and he had the quickest glove ever. I don't know if he ended up playing pro, but like that's the one that always cool. sticks five out for me. Five foot five, played D one hundred. Exactly. That's wild. Yeah. He had to be pretty damn quick. Yeah, he was um, fast. Sure he was. So, Dan kind of hyped this up, but I want to ask you guys. Um, and the Dan episode will drop before this one, so we'll put it in order so it all makes sense. Cool. You guys have played, you know, sports your whole life, baseball, hockey, both, you know, have personalities and a, and a certain type of culture where chirping is very exciting. Sure, yeah. So, in your experience, and I'll touch on Mike first because Jack's been hyped up and I want to see I got a good story too, actually, yeah. I want to hear the best chirp that you've heard in your time playing. Alright, so, I, I guess it's not, alright, so we were playing like Ashburn or something, I think we were like Bantams. You're Tri-City, right? Yeah, when we were playing for Tri-City. And they always had a good team every year. Sick, yeah. And we were, we were we were we were losing by like five or six goals. And um, I was in net, and I think we were killing a penalty or something in like the third period. And Jack was on the ice killing, and there was like a a centering pass that came into the slot, and uh, he was like right in front of the net on a guy, and. <laughs> He was trying to, like, bat the puck into the corner or something. And, like I said, it was coming right into the slot. And he, like, took a swat at it and ended up just, like, fucking putting a one-timer in the back of the net. Like, scoring on me, the own goal. And I looked at him. I looked at him. I was like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you just scored on me. Like, and he, he looked at me and told me, he was like, well, you're the goalie. You should have fucking stopped. I was, I was like, I didn't even know what to say to that. We were down by, like, six goals. I was like, like do you want to lose? Like, what are you saying? Now we're down, we were down six. We're down seven now. If, if you wanted to be a close game, you should have stopped six more earlier. I was appalled. I, did, I had no clue what to say. That must have been a fun car ride home. That was ridiculous. <laughs> What'd your parents say? I'm actually uh, no, I don't remember. But oh, my God. I was, we probably didn't talk to you. I was so mad. 
I wonder how many times in history you could say your twin brother scored right on your own goal in a game. Yeah, then I say something, and he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I scored. Fuck you. It's like what? And we were probably like ten. Ridiculous. That's awesome. It's a f- made for a funny story. Yeah, that's great. Jack, I'll toss it off to you. All right. So the story that Dan, I believe, is referring to is we were playing. Um, I think we were, uh, it was Bantam, and I think we were playing, like, the Peninsula Prowl or something in, in Norfolk. <laughs> and uh, they had this one kid, he was number 98, his last name was Coffee, okay? So uh, I didn't like Coffee. He wasn't, uh, he was kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So I started calling him Decaf. Okay? I was calling him Decaf from, like, probably halfway through the first period throughout the entirety of the game. I was like, fuck you, Decaf, you suck, Decaf. The whole game, like, being in the corner, I was like, you're a pussy, Decaf. <laughs> So any, everything like that. And then afterwards, in the handshake after the game, I was like, good game, decaf. He rears back, punches me as hard as he can in the face, and he got suspended for the playoffs. Nice. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I swear. That's probably my favorite hockey story. So you piss him off? You piss him off? I was just, like, laughing in his face the whole game, like, dude, decaf, you actually stink. And he, he <laughs> I said, good game, decaf. Rear back as hard as he could. He punched me in the face, in the face mask. Holy shit. And I just started laughing when he, when he hit me. Uh, I mean, I don't remember if he's big or not. I mean, we weren't that old. No, he didn't hurt at all. Yeah, had a face mask. He punched me in the middle of the face mask. That is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great So it worked. I mean, you know, it paid off. Yeah, it's, it paid off. He missed the playoffs. Great. We missed the playoffs because we, we were bad. But he missed the playoffs because he was a loser. Yeah. 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 That is an unreal story. That lived up to the hype. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Are there any other ones that you can think of? Uh, there's been some wild baseball ones. I used to be known to run my mouth from the bench, especially when I was a redshirt. You're known to be a chirper. Yeah, me and my uh, me and my buddy Steve, um, we uh, we were both redshirts at the same time. We both kind of have similar uh, personalities, and, like, we're loud and, like, God bless that team. Yeah. Um, so I don't really remember any specific ones, but we're, we've always been kind of known to stir the pot from the bench. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you need that on a team. You've yeah, got to have a couple guys, guys that can just, like you know, jaw off. And bring in the energy, yeah. yeah. Got a ring for it. Got a ring for talking shit. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there a rink, a particular rink that you guys have played in or that you thought was either really cool or that you always played well in? Is I got two. Nice. Um, I have zero. Herb Brooks Arena in Lake Placid. Wow. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I mean, it's... We've had some stories. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, everyone who's ever played there. Matt said he got so nervous before we played on that rink, he puked in the locker room. Yeah. No, he said he puked on the ice. Had a, he said he puked on the ice. Oh, it was on the yeah. ice? Yeah. Yeah. We had a... I've only been up there one time. I think we were Bantams again. I don't remember, yeah. And... uh we went up there for a tournament. Like five feet of snow on the ground. It was super cool. Oh, it was great. Snowing the whole time. It was, it was like right, Lake Blast right out of Miracle. And we toured the Olympic, like the yeah. Olympic Park or whatever. It was or awesome. Whatever you call it. We, we ended up, ski we ends. Ends. Yeah. We ended up losing in like the championship of that tournament in like a seven-round shootout in, in oh, the yeah, arena, which was really that. cool. It was cool. I mean, obviously it wasn't cool that we lost, but it was, it was just a cool game, fun yeah. game. I missed in the shootout. And then the other one is Hobie Baker Arena in Princeton. Oh, yeah, we used to go up there every year and play that Princeton Tigers team. And we would usually go see a Princeton game the night before, and then we'd play in the arena the next day. Really cool, really old, like wooden rafters, oh, little arena, like the, the, Sucks the seats. Jersey, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, back to New Jersey, back to New Jersey. But the, uh, that was a cool place. The seats are kind of like right on top. Yeah, it's not a huge arena, but it's really cool. Yeah. Really. Um, I think... Those are like the obvious ones. I think my favorite rink, or the one I felt most comfortable in, was the Patrick Rink at Laurel. Yeah. It's because like I, That's your I, home. Yeah, exactly. It's my home. It feels like home there. Yeah, I love that um, rink. 
Yeah, I just remember like going watching the whole games growing up, like the high school state championship games, the Patrick and then kind of like having that come together, like playing a bunch of them there too. Yeah. That was really cool. Plus, like my club teams practiced there every night growing up. So I spent a lot of time in that rank. So I touched on this in the Matt interview, but we actually got to play at the Wells Fargo Center. Oh, oh yeah, right, right. Uh, where the Flyers play. I mean, do you guys? <laughs> that was fun, man. Yeah, I got benched during that game. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I was. We got uh, a. No, I was being terrible. Like I was just playing bad hockey. Can I say something? That was. And I said this to Matt, and he looked at me like I was crazy. I was so hot. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. My legs really felt like hot. they were like melting. Dude, I, the, like. I me think too. because they condition the arena so that people aren't freezing when they're watching totally. games, they keep it, I guess, warm. So that says something else about like playing in those NHL games. Like those guys even have to be in better shape because it's hot in there. Oh my uh, god, yeah. it was like a sauna, and you could feel like the blade of your skate like sinking into the ice. Yeah, dude, it's like going through mud. So yeah, yeah. I'm not bad ice. To, well, yeah, not, look, I'm not one to complain about the fucking ice. Like it's whatever. Yeah. I, I did notice it that day, but what are your memories of that? I thought it was cool. Oh, it was awesome. Um, we got spanked. Other than oh, it was, it was a terrible <laughs> game. We had um, – we split it up that game. Shramick just had – because we had three goals on the team. It was me, Sabs, and Cornelius. Um, we were sophomores. Yeah, sophomores. So you were junior. 2013, I think. Um, but, yeah, so I think I played the second period, and – I, we ended up losing like five two or something. Yeah. yeah, they were really good. I remember that. I don't. I don't think they were good, but or maybe we just we, were we, we, we just maybe laid we weren't egg. good yet. That was yeah. before we hit the strike. We also just got off the bus for three hours or whatever. But no, awesome experience though playing in that arena. Just kind of being under the whole thing. Yeah, it's cool. Super yeah. cool. Did you ever get to play at the Giant Center where the Bears yeah. were? Yeah. Did we? Yeah. I did. Yeah, cool. I think we did. We played in the old nice Hershey bomb. Arena, too. That's another cool rank. Oh, dude, that one. I'm going to have to put that one up there, too, the old Hershey Arena. Yeah, the old, the old Hershey Arena and the Giant Center. That was really cool. What's the old Hershey it's, Arena? It's, like it's, where the, it's where the Bears used to play before they built the Giant Center. Yeah. And it's like a rank straight out of the 70s. Okay. And they still use the, uh, it's hard to describe, but the Nets. Yeah, the literally straight out of the 1970s with yeah. like the, uh, the curves cool. on the back. Oh, like the little like white thing yeah. in the back of yeah. them? Oh, that was pretty cool. Um, I just thought of this, I don't know why, but. Mitch Korn, the old Capitals goal. Yeah. yeah. That he, I don't know why this name rung into my head, but I was staring at Mike. You know, Mike's just super cute. And I was, th- and I was just thinking, like, Mitch Korn. Did you ever have a goalie coach growing up? Oh, yeah. So Jason Wolf. I mean, there was Saul's Adams, bro. Yeah, there was a guy, there was a guy, a Tri-City goalie guy. His name was Saul's Adams. He was the boy. I don't know what he's up to these days. but uh, His son played at Colorado College. Uh-huh. He was a, his son was a goalie at Colorado College, and they're legit. Um, but, yeah, he was just kind of – he would come to all our Tri-City practices. He'd come to the games, watch me, take notes and stuff. And then he re- you could tell he really cared about he it. He did loved, really care. He was cool. Really cared about it. Loved goaltending. Loved being a coach. Um, great guy. Always had a good relationship with him. Knew what he was talking about. Um, and there's another guy named Jason Wolf. Have, you know Jason Wolf? I've heard the name. I feel like someone brought up the name. Was it Bruce? Probably Bruce. Probably. Yeah. Definitely Bruce. Were you guys teammates with Bruce? Yeah, yeah I played with Bruce for a couple of years. Yeah. What was that like? Bruce is a great like guy. guy. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Love Bruce. Guy. Good player, too. What's up, Bruce, Jason if you're listening hey, out there? How's it going? <laughs> so Jason Wolf was like your guy. Oh, yeah. He was he was my guy. You would go uh, – I did a bunch of camps with him in the off season, and you could go and, you know, do like a little private session with him for like an hour. Worked you hard. Um, he was a professional goalie in Europe and in uh, a lower-level pro league in the United States. 
but uh, he's developed his own like company. His his uh, company's called Wolf Hockey Development. He's got his own little mini rink at the Gardens Ice That's House, awesome. and I think he's got a mini rink at Rockville too. Yeah, okay. he does. I hope he's paying for that, Ed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. He's living the dream, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, do what you love. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the relationship between, like, you and your goalie coach versus, like, you and, like, the team's head coach? Oh, I mean, I would say it's completely unique and way more personable than it is with a head coach. Yeah, because with a head coach, you've got, you know, you know 20 plus You know, usually, usually the head coach isn't a guy who has a goaltending background. Right. So you're just kind of the guy who he puts in there he thinks you're the best for the job and he throws you in there he doesn't really know right. how to coach you individually so the goalie coach is definitely a unique and more you know individual and personalized relationship for sure nice yeah uh, do you want to do the bonus questions or you got anything else that you want to ask yeah um so we already touched on like you know weird superstitions uh are you guys, i mean were you like a fishbowl or a cage guy cage. cage for sure yeah and then white tape or black tape I went back and forth. Okay. Yeah. I was always white tape. Always white so tape. Do goalies use white so you can see the puck? No, I mean, I, re- I heard that. Like, especially in the NHL where they have video replay, they use white so that way you can identify the puck from the overhead cam. Oh, maybe. I mean, I, I never did it for that reason, but yeah, I just like white tape. I like the look better. Being a goalie, did white tape or black tape on an opposing player's stick affect your vision at all? Is that a myth? Not really. Okay. Yeah. Because really. I feel like that's the one you always hear. Like, oh, you yeah, use black yeah. tape to hide the puck, or I mean, you use there's white a guy, tape to blend into the if ice. If there's a guy coming down and he's got black tape on his stick and he's carrying the puck, it's not. I was never like, oh shit, he's got black tape. Oh, okay. God. So it's not really. <laughs> it was like only that. what Jack was shooting. At. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, shit, oh my God. yeah shoot, shooting at my head. <laughs> I remember uh, that we were doing a power play drill in practice one time. I ripped one of those slap shots and were one timers and. Knocked his helmet off and fracked Right to the dome. <laughs> yeah, it kind of broke the snap on the back of the helmet. Dude, there was a... It felt so bad. <laughs> my, it was so cool. My old... The, so I have... It was a bomb. <laughs> the helmet The helmet I wore like my uh, junior and senior year is different than the helmet I wore freshman and sophomore year. Didn't and you have the Hakva and then you had something Hakva, yeah, or Hakva or whatever. Yeah, however it's pronounced. It's, it's like, like a Russian something. Yeah. It was a nice helmet, though. Yeah, it was nice. Really heavy. Um... I got like a slap shot in the face in some high school game, and it uh, oh, yeah. it, it, I forget who we were playing, and it completely like dented the face mask, and I I was like knocked out for a second, like fell over. I don't know, felt like a huge pussy, but <laughs> you just got your um, bell rung pretty hard. I still so, have yeah, I yeah. still have the oh yeah, yeah big time. I still have the helmet in my uh, bedroom at home, and it's still got the huge dent, like huge puck mark in there. And That's awesome. Getting hit in the face with a slap shot was never fun. But yeah. do you have to wear neck guard? Uh, I always wore one. Always I always did, did yeah. Why, like, why not? Yeah, yeah why not? Like, yeah, why would throat? you not? Do <laughs> yeah, that? plus you can make it look good if you put some laces in there, there and hang it from your helmet. Look like Holtz. Yeah. Um, who wins the Stanley Cup this year? I got. I mean, I, I'm sure you guys hear it all the yeah, time, but I got. I stop! Got, come got, on, don't. You gotta go, go Caps. Gotta go Caps. I, got, I mean, how can I not? Who do they play? How can I not? I'm gonna go interesting with this. I'm gonna go with the Yotes. Ooh. I want that. I feel like you guys haven't heard that one yet. Yeah. I think they're. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going there. We've heard the Avalanche a ton. I, I like yeah. the Avalanche. Yeah. I think they're good. I just think Arizona is more interesting answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so change it up. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Who do you think? Mike? You got pick the West. We'll go Avalanche, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Probably will be the Avalanche. The cop-out answer. Yeah, that's yeah, right. sure. The double-cop-out answer, Caps Avalanche. Right. Yeah. Are there any other things that you guys want to mention while you're on here? I mean, I know, you know Mike usually out of town and Jack are super busy with baseball, so it's going to be a while until the next time we can probably do this again. But any teammates you want to shout out? Anything else you want to mention before we let you guys go? Uh, 
I mean, you got to shout out, uh, you know, Kurt and Dieter, the boys. Yeah. They're, they're good guests. Yeah. We'll get them back on here in a couple of weeks. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't really think I have anything else, really. I haven't been on the ice in a while. I'd like to get back on the ice soon. It's been forever. I got a cool Howard Tri-City story. Let me hear it. So, fuck, I suck. You've you played, played on both teams, teams so right. you've been on both sides of the rivalry. Right. I'll let you touch on your story and just your experience. Um, so I played Tri-City for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think, <coughs> so after tryouts, it would have been my second year of U16. And the U16 AA team there wasn't, like, very good, and I thought I could do better. So I, like, talked to the U18 AA coach, and I was like, hey, can I play up? Can I play on your team? And he was like, yeah, come out and practice with us once, and I'll let you know. And it's obviously good enough to play on the team. And he said, he told me to go kick rocks. And I was like, okay. And then I went over to Howard, and I called their, AA, their U18 AA coach, and he was like, yeah, hell yeah, come, come play on our team. Um, so I did that. We ended up losing to Tri-City in the CBHL championship that year. But we won the state championship and went to nationals. I remember this. Yeah, so, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, locker. that was good. So, uh, you know, remember the scene in Miracle where uh, OC is talking about uh, how, I think it was McClanahan cheap shot him yep. in like the 76 yep. playoffs. Yep. And he goes, he stole the ring right off my finger. Yeah. So I say, I like this, I stole the ring right off their finger. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's great. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's basically all I got. Yeah. I mean, guys, that was Awesome. Thanks yeah, so thanks for having us. Yeah, it was fun, man. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of fun. I'm looking on. forward to this for a while. Good luck going forward, and hopefully we can get you guys back on. Love it. I love uh, it. Sometime in the spring. Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you to Mike and Jack for coming on. Uh, I, I can't even tell you how fun that was to interview those guys. Those guys are hysterical. It was great to meet them. And I feel like, you know, just like the second they walk into the room, you start laughing. It was just hysterical. There were so many things said before the interview started that I wish we could put on air, but probably can't probably for the best that we didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we were i was crying laughing before that even Definitely. started so yeah that was all time for so, sure so there'll be reoccurring guests uh whenever they're back in town hopefully you guys enjoyed that and once again thank you to those guys uh and we are now going to move into the first and fourth liner segment nick do you want to say who your first liner is my first liner has been on an absolute tear this season, and we haven't really talked about him all that much. It's Anthony D'Angelo from the New York Rangers. He has 36 points in 43 games this year. Hey, Tony D, how you doing? How you doing, doing huh? <laughs> hey, you got some pasta for that. Hey, man. That's the most Italian name in the yep. most Italian market. Did not see that one coming. Uh, <laughs> what about you? Who do you got? So, like I said earlier, John Marino. I haven't used him yet. Uh, he's been stellar. Four points in his last five games. Uh, four goals, 18 assists, 22 points in 45 games. He's averaging over 22 minutes of ice time. Block shots, kills penalties, gets hits. I mean, he's, if you're a fantasy player, this is everything that you want for about, you know, one of your chip-off-the-block D-men once you've nice. already taken headman or something. Yeah, Homer. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my fourth liner is going to be Alex Nylander. He's got five goals, nine assists, and 14 points in 42 games played. At the beginning of the season, this guy was on Chicago's top line, and it's just not panned out at all. Yeah, I remember you were you were kind of big on him when we were doing the. Division it was like season. I mean, the first like three weeks of the season, he was playing was, with like yeah. Strom and Kane, and yeah. But I don't know. He's just not as good brother, right? Of, well, yeah, the younger brother. Yeah. But he's like a lot bigger. He's like a power forwardish kind of build. Yeah, he? I think he has yeah. a little bit more size to him than William does, but. 
Well, speaking of guys who have size, my fourth liner is going to be Anthony Mantha. Nice. Uh, he started off scorching hot uh, that entire first line of Detroit did, regardless of couple, what the record he had was. at least one four-goal game in there, and I know he's had a couple hatties since. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he started off the season really well, but only one point in his last five, and he has recorded a total of seven shots in his last three games for wow. a sniper of his caliber. That's gotta, low for him, especially with that team, considering, you know, he – essentially drives their offense. Yeah, I mean, he's getting first power play, first yeah. line. He's getting everything. So uh, just something to think about. Um, so let's jump into our picks from last week. How did you do? So I went two and two. Um, my puck line for Calgary and Edmonton did not hit. Flames won, but they only won four to three. Uh, the money line, I had two of them. I had the Rangers versus the Avs. That was my underdog pick, and that mm-hmm. hit. Got a lot of compliments on that, so you're welcome. Plus 140, keep the change. Uh, and the Jets versus the Leafs, another underdog pick. Keep the change. You're welcome. Uh, that was in a shootout. I was sweating bullets through that, so thank you, Patrick Line. Wow, what a shot what a sh- on that. He shoots so far out, too. He shot from like, he shot from like th- probably 10 feet behind the circles. Yeah. It was insane. Um, but that was awesome. And I did not hit the over on the Sens-Wings game last Friday. So, all in all, went 2-2. Two and two, Actually ended up making a little more money than I lost just because, you know, the underdogs yes. got me a little more extra change. So, that's how that went. I went 1-2. and two. Uh, My puck line missed. It was the Blues against the Sharks uh, last Tuesday. Everything was going great until Eric Carlson scored a wraparound shorthanded goal, and I turned the TV off and went to bed because I knew it was toast at that point. <laughs> um, my money line hit. It was the Stars at the Kings on Wednesday. 2-1. Um, pre- I, took, I yeah, took that too. That was some good return on investment. And then my over-under missed uh, the Coyotes and the Hurricanes. I thought both teams were going to score a lot, and only one of them did. So that missed. <laughs> Gotta love it. So this week's picks. Let's get the money makers going. Uh, I'll start. My puck line for the week is going to be the Panthers puck line over the LA Kings on Thursday in my well Fort Lauderdale, I guess. Uh, you know, maybe a little Panthers biased after going to a game, but they shit pumped the Leafs last night. Yeah. Uh, they put up a seven spot on them, I they think. They should handle L.A. pretty easily. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be my puck line this week on Thursday. You should probably get that around plus 130, plus 140, so not a bad return. Nice. My puck line is going to be the St. Louis Blues at home against the Philadelphia Flyers on Wednesday. This one's nationally televised. The Blues are red hot right now. The Flyers yeah. are iffy. Um, I just like this matchup a lot. Flyers aren't the same on the road. Definitely not. Blues are a different team on, at home. Yes. Uh, that's going to be a juicy one, too. I'm thinking yeah. plus 190-ish. I right think so, too. There. Maybe nah, maybe not quite that high. Maybe like plus 170. I think I as know. the week goes on, you're going to see it come down. Yeah, probably a little bit. Uh, my money line, I'm back, baby. <laughs> God damn it. Predators. You know how I if love betting the Predators. If this doesn't hit, I'm checking you into rehab. <laughs> <laughs> I love betting the Predators. Predators money line on Thursday in Nashville, even though fuck Nashville because I just ended my football season. Um, but in Nashville against the Ducks, Ducks are one of the who's not. Predators fired Laviolette. They're three and one since. I'm riding it. Let's go, baby. My money line is going to be the Flames at the Leafs on Thursday, and this is solely Ooh. based on the fact that Morgan Riley is hurt. I don't hate that. Yeah, and I think on the road you're going to get these guys, especially because it's in Toronto, you're going to get some pretty good value on I would say plus, what do you think, 140? 
Yeah, 130, 140. Yeah, somewhere around there. So that's not too bad. Uh, and then lastly, my over-under, I am going to do the Leafs-Blackhawks over on Saturday. That game is in Chicago, I believe. Uh, I did not double-check that, so I apologize if I'm wrong. But that has overwritten all over it. Uh, so, yeah. Especially so. now, if Corey Crawford starts, hammer it. If Laner starts, average. Think about it. Maybe. Yeah. Well, not say, I'd still bet it, but maybe one unit. If Crawford starts, maybe two or three. Yeah, So for sure. Uh, my over-under for the week, brace for impact, is going to be an under. Um, <laughs> you said if my over-under didn't hit last week, I'd have to take an under this week. It didn't, so I am going to take the Devils at the Blue Jackets on Saturday, the under for the game. First under all year. First under all year. Let's the Devils have been out. winning lately, but they're not, with the exception of, you know, dicking me down, they're not winning by a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, I just get under vibes from this game. Nah, I mean, I kind of understand that, so... Anyways, guys, that pretty much does it. What an episode. What an episode. Thoroughly enjoyed all of that, the interview, uh, catching up on the news, the picks. You know, thank you so much for all of the support. Episode 17 is in the books. I That's mean, wild. This is nuts. Who would have thought back in August when we uh, started this thing and had cheap-ass Amazon microphones, and now Seriously. we got $1,200 equipment, yeah. merchandise, and interview guests who want to come on. I'm exactly. getting recognized in public. There we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting random Instagram followers. I'm like, this is kind of cool. It is cool. So, you know, thank. seriously, I really – I say it all the time. I can't thank you guys enough. This is just so much fun for us. Go cop the merch. Check out the merch. Yeah, big time. It's any support we get is greatly appreciated. Let us know if there's any, you know, design or T-shirt that you want to see. Um Eventually, we'll probably get into some like team specific stuff, but yeah. for right now, um, I need a Predators money line shirt. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I need a Predators oh money god. line shirt. Um, but yeah, if there's any ideas or suggestions you guys have, please let us know. Seriously, we're open to all ideas. Yeah, definitely. I will say, you will not find a cleaner sweatshirt than the money line miracle. The white one. That's my favorite. With 1980 love, Olympic team on the front. I love it. You will get compliments if you wear that. Yes. If you're in college, you will be the coolest guy to day drink if you wear one of those. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I would say go check those out. Uh, but that pretty much wraps it up for this week, guys. We'll see you next Monday on January 20th. And without further ado. Class dismissed. A Monday warrior. Me, me, stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, me.